When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we have a very important interview with an up-and-coming artist out of this fine city here, L.A., Compton, rather. We got Wally the Sensei on the show. How you doing, man? And I'm straight. Shout out to No Jumper. My guy, Adam, for having me here today. <laughs> you're in here, bro. Hell yeah, I'm finally here, man. So, Have you thought about it in the past? Where you're like, is this, is this like on the list of like things you kind of want to cross off once you start rapping? Oh, yeah, for sure. Nice. For sure. At least I got that going for me. I learned media is important, so this, this, a, part of, this a part of the music. Right, for sure. I got, we'll just jump right into current day. I got introduced to you because I saw the 03 flow. I immediately, you know, I think even before I heard the song, when I saw it had like 100,000 views, I was like, 03 flow, huh? And, you know, I'm like one of Greedo's like biggest supporters probably like since kind of early or at least like, you know, a couple of years before you got locked up. So I wanted to see immediately like, okay, what's the 03 flow like? And I, and I was impressed. I was like, you know what? This guy's fucking dope. And I went back into the catalog. I heard a lot of other good music. And I was impressed. That's dope, man. That's good to hear. Yeah, shit. The 03 flow, that's like that's like one page of a big book, I feel like. Mm. But I'm glad that that's like a song that people picked up on. Yeah, that shit give me room. <laughs> I think like the the people miss Grudo a lot. And it, it's like there is something kind of like missing in LA to a certain extent do you have you did you always kind of look at him and think I want to do something sort of similar because I think there's a similar thread between what you're doing what you're doing what he's do, he was doing you know like just like really showing a lot of pain a lot of heartfelt like hood music yeah uh shit shout out to 03 most definitely it's it's like an inspiration thing mm. like uh I used to, when I first started making music, you know, like a lot of people don't don't fuck with you when you reach out. Mm. Um, Greedo was like an authentic person when I reached out to him. Like even though I didn't have the means to like, you know what I'm saying, do a song at the time, mm. it was just a simple fact like, damn, he kind of was in a position that, that I see myself in right now. That's like me responding to like, you know what I'm saying, just anybody in my DMs like, yo, I want to mm. do a song with you. Yeah, a lot of people, once they start popping, they sort of start to just look at everybody else like they're a second-class citizen, like there's no chance that they would be worthy of <laughs> fucking with you. But I, I saw that with Greedo. That's one thing I was really liked about him is I pulled up to the studio a couple of times, and I would have like a random homie with me who rapped, and Greedo would just not even talk to him, but just say, hey, you want to hop on the song? Let's go. And just yeah, give like, him an opportunity. Real recognized, real. I, I fuck with his sound completely, though. Mm. Um, that song... Uh, is it, it is similar to 
to a lot of shit that he did. It, it got a real similar sound, that that garage sound. Mm. I made the song in the house, so. Right, like I noticed your vocals sound a lot cleaner on a lot of your other songs. Hell yeah, I personally uh, fuck with the the lower the lower value songs. You like it when it sounds a little messy. Because mm-hmm. one of his best songs, Mafia Business, is like, I mean, it's like one of the worst recordings ever in a song. You can barely fucking That's tell what he's up. saying. I looked up the lyrics like three times. The <laughs> lyrics always say different shit. And there's only like a couple bars that I was like trying to figure out exactly what he was saying. Yeah, but, it's kind of like that type of music is, a, is like a language mm. that I feel like people can understand you know, where we from, or from a certain standpoint in life. Because that song was never even supposed to be out to the public. That was just about one guy who passed away, they made a song for him, and then somehow it just kind of took on a life of its own. Oh, the mafia business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit dope. Definitely. So, okay, you're from, you're originally from Compton, like since day one, or where are you from exactly? I mean, we don't have no hospitals for you to be born in. (laughs) (laughs) I was born in Inglewood, but yeah. Like elementary school, middle school. I lived with my grandma. I was a granny's kid. Okay. And so what was your uh, upbringing like? Um, I feel like I feel like you could hear it in my music. Like <laughs> my upbringing, it was it was like typical for somebody growing up in my area. Uh-huh. Like, you know, trials and tribulations. Right. But it's a it's a, a path choice. Like, I strongly feel like. And um, talent, like, where I'm from, that shit, it squeezes a lot of good things up out of you. Like, shit, sports, music, it's going to push the best out of you. Right. That's how you felt when you were younger. Like, a lot of people might feel almost like, you know, like there's like a smothering effect there where if you feel like the only way that you can sort of get out of your situation is through sports and music, that, you know, seems pretty unlikely to a lot of people. I used to feel like that. Right. But then, I, mean, I mean, it ain't too many other lanes to take. Right. Like, you know, coming from a place like that or being a minority. Were you into sports for a while before the music thing started to kick in? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Supposed to be in the NBA, man. Really? I got a jumper. Damn. <laughs> but, yeah, I played every sport, though. I played baseball first. I played, it like, one season of soccer, basketball. That's what I played for fun. Like, that's my favorite out of them all. Football, I'm pretty decent at that shit, too. So you were bouncing around doing all these? Yeah, all the sports. Did you keep going after high school, though, or did it fizzle out at some point? Nah, I had a kid when I was in high school. That shit kind of made me, like, start shooting for something different. Mm. You know, financial shit. I started trying to work, make some money, take care of the family. Really? So did that feel like it kind of killed your hopes and dreams to a certain extent, or was it not like that? No, I feel like it gave me exactly what I needed to get, like, right here. You feel me? Like, you know, when you're young and you're trying to figure shit out, you're like, maybe I want to be this. But it, it ain't really no pressure behind it until something happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, until you get old enough to get kicked out, then you like, fuck, I'm going to figure it out. For me, it was like having a kid. That shit, uh, it gave me, like, a push. Mm. I could see that for sure. But, okay, were you already interested in music before that, or, or had that not become a thing yet? I mean, I got a church background from when I was younger. Mm. My granny had me in church singing and shit. Um, I stopped going when I was young, but I don't know. I guess I kind of kept, like, a little bit of that sound in the back of my head. Like, you know what I'm saying? And when I got older, 
music was just an expression for me to to get through shit that I was going through. I, I was making it for myself for the most part. I was making it to listen to it, guide myself. I wasn't really making it to for other people to listen to. So you just had a studio in the house and you were just doing it for fun? My bro Todd, he had a studio in his house. Okay. I used to pull up over there and just record shit, try shit, trash it. Was your style similar at that time? Or were you ever rapping at any point? Or? I always did both. I, w- I was always, that's the question that everybody asked me, like, you a rapper or a singer? Mm. That's something that people could for sure answer uh, on Instagram. Tell me how you feel, whether I'm a rapper or a singer. What category do I fall in? Right. And I mean, that is kind of the, the conversation that we had about Greedo a bit, too. It's like he's singing, but he's doing it in a very rapper-ish way. And there's a lot of rappers, though, that you could kind of put in that category, even down south and shit. There's all kinds of rappers who sort of sing, but then they it feels like they're rappers, you know? Mm-hmm. Where do you, uh, but did you, did you ever at any point really want to be like a rapper rapper or was there, was there a process that had to take place for your style to sort of form? I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it's just like life for me. Like life prepared me rap wise, music wise. Like I could, I could try to figure certain shit out myself. And then sometimes it'll just come to me later on down the line. Like it's, I don't, I don't have no specifics on that. Mm, interesting. Um, okay, so you you start you know working and shit after the sports thing doesn't work out once you have a kid, and then what? You're just making music for fun. When do you start to get a little bit of traction? Uh, after I made Scandalous, I made a song called Scandalous. I dropped the tape. That's your no biggest love. song, right? Uh, yeah, probably so. Up until now, yeah. O3 Flow doing pretty good. I made a mixtape called No Love. Um, I don't know, like to me it was more like sarcasm, like like I wasn't making it to shock the world, I was just making it as like, okay, if this don't work and that don't work, then fuck it, I'ma just drop a tape. Mm. And then I dropped it and that shit just did, it did what it did, people caught on to it. I just tried to put a different sound on each song, like I'm like, I'ma just try to give them a variety and show a little bit of myself, like, you know what I'm saying? And I dropped it. People fucked with it. So the scandalous song just kind of happened by accident? Because that feels like such a, you know, it feels like you really went in there and, and tried to make a big record. Whereas like uh, O3 Flow sounds a lot more like you just fucking around and just happened to make something that, that worked. Yeah, that's dope actually that you would say that. Yeah, scandalous was more like a, it was a toss up. We was in the studio. It was, it was a freestyle record. Uh-huh. Why are you going so hard on the hose in that song? Uh, somebody outside the booth told me to say, I said, I said, what should I talk about? And like, real life. That was that. <laughs> that song really makes you almost sound like a real crazy fuck, though. Because it's like. You think so? I mean. Then why so many people relate to it? That means everybody kind of some crazy fuck. Uh, no, I definitely could picture like a time period in my life where I would have heard that song and been like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm treating these bitches like shit. But I don't know. Maybe it's like I'm older now. I'm listening to that song. I'm like, oh my god, like he's really a foul guy, isn't he? <laughs> That's good to know, man. That's good to know. I hope everybody don't think I'm just a foul guy. I was speaking for all of us, right? I was speaking for all of us. Are you just frequently just taken aback by the foul shit that you see girls do? <laughs> 
Nah, not for real. I mean, I feel like that's another one page in a big book. Mm. But I don't know. Typically, though, I just try to give give dudes leverage because I feel like when you listen to female songs, they bash us completely. Mm. Like, it ain't too many songs that girls listen to that ain't just bashing niggas. Like, they bash us 24-7. That's all R&B. So it's like, since Ty Dolla Sign, we don't really got nobody to stick up for us these days. Mm. So shit, sometimes it could be me. But sometimes, once in a while, a dude will be charming enough, like Ty is a good example, that girls are like down to listen to him more or less, kind of tell him they ain't shit. I mean, it's it's like, because he's telling the truth. And he's good at it. Just he like makes me. good I was, music, you I know? was telling you're the tough. truth. That's why it was acceptable. Females know Cap. Mm. They know what Cap is. Do you have a team or anything before you made that song, or did you start getting in touch with people after that song? I had a team already. We was, shit, we was going around performing and shit. Nobody knew who we was. I didn't have no music out. Shit, I was going to clubs, paying the DJ 300 so I could perform, paying for everybody to get in. Like, just so we could turn up and people could know who he is type shit. I really didn't expect it to go this far, but yeah, my, my team is like, shit, my, my day ones. Okay. So it's people that you always knew from your neighborhood and shit like that? Yeah. That's dope. When you look at time spent going to the club and paying them 300 to play your songs so you could perform and shit, does that feel like wasted time or does that feel like that's important relationship building I shit? feel like a lot of other niggas be wasting time by not doing it because I feel like that shit made a difference. Really? Yeah, because my songs wasn't, they wasn't released. So mm. performing and people were like connecting, that was, that was like me saying, that was, that was like life telling me to keep going, I feel like. Like if if I got booed off stage, that was a perfect opportunity, a perfect opportunity for people to just say like, that shit trash. We don't even know this dude. Right, because I am picturing like the average artist paying the DJ to play their song in the club and just imagining because like yo, the audience when you play a song that they don't like, yeah, I mean they will fucking go for the door. They will be like it will kill the mood so like a really bad <laughs> song. You know, maybe you could play, like, you know, song number 14 from the Roddy Rich album, and they're not going to be super mad at it. But if you play a song that really sucks, <laughs> bro, they're going to be mad as and fuck. they don't know it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, oh, you're yeah, fucking yeah. with my high? I'm in here drunk, <laughs> and you're going to do this shit to me? Like, that's yeah. really a thing. Yeah, nah, facts. That's what made me feel like I should keep going. Interesting. But that song blew up, like, kind of a while ago, right? Like, over a year ago? Yep. Okay. But then there's like a gap between that and 03 Flow popping up too, right? That was the next project that I dropped. That 03 Flow was on. Uh, no Love was my first project. And The Golden Child, which is out right now, that I just dropped 03 Flow on there. So, I mean, it, it could be a gap or not. I think that's like two for two. for two. Was there any frustration in between those two moments, though, where you felt like, fuck, I got this one song that's kind of going crazy, but... Maybe it's not going crazy enough, like you know, because it's one thing to have a song that's popping off. It's another thing to have people really talking about you as an artist, and that that can be a lot harder to to really get. Yeah, true. But it's another thing is just be grateful about it all. Like mm. in my eyes, I'm just happy to be here. I'm I'm just cool with the fact that people can relate to me and, and they fuck with me regardless. Um, it's trial and error, and so far I feel like I'm doing all right. I ain't doing too bad. Oh yeah, definitely doing good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, do you? Are, who are the artists? I guess this is one thing I want to know. Who are the artists? Like when you were younger, that you were really looking at and taking influence from, that you think were influential on the style that you have now? 
Shit. Uh, probably like Lil Wayne, Boosie. Mm. Lil Wayne, Boosie. Uh, that's probably about it. Like, I listen to a lot of different people, but I wouldn't say that they influence my sound. Like, those people that I name, I feel like I probably learned something from them, like whether it's structure, bar structure, like, you know what I'm saying? Wordplay. But they ain't even singing. Facts. Singing and rapping to me is the same thing. Singing is just It's a little different vocals. delivery. It's, yeah, it's, it's vocals getting added. The words, still the same. Because you could probably take any song you ever made and just rap it. Or sing it. And it would just sound a little different. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's really basically the same thing. It's just a different style of delivery. Exactly. I mean, it is weird because when you think about it, that was such a giant cause of friction in rap for years and years where it was like, oh, he's a singer. He's a sellout. Yeah, singing, I, I see it different. Yeah. I see singing as like a way to go because mm-hmm. everybody can't do it. I feel like we got a million fucking rappers, bro. Yeah. Like everybody rap. And when I see dudes come out and they're rapping, but they're just doing the same like paint by numbers style that everybody else is doing at that time from the city that they're from, I'm like, that is the easiest fucking thing. You <laughs> like that is such a bullshit easy ass way to just pick like the top rapper from your city and then just rap exactly like him. <laughs> but I mean, people bust that out all the time. Hey man, ain't no shame in it. <laughs> like I swear, bro, I be seeing it sometimes and I be like, fuck, I ain't gonna listen to it. But shit, I. I applaud anybody that can, you know what I'm saying, benefit or make it out off whatever. Mm. I, I didn't seem worse than everything that I see. I told one of my friends that recently. I basically said, like, if you want your music to pop off, you just you, you can't just keep rapping like whatever shit is hot at the moment, because then you're not gonna have like a defined That's style. That's called riding a wave. Yeah, and riding wave after wave of like different whatever wave is kicking at that moment. Yeah, you're gonna drown. You yeah. gotta you gotta try to make the wave. Be more authentic, be yourself. I mean, it's cool to incite motherfuckers or, or learn from them, but you don't got to take the entire style. Mm. Yeah. And these days, it's just like, you could have a style, and before you even really blew up, you could have fucking 10 other people basically like doing the paint-by-numbers thing with your style before you even get a chance to have a hit with that style. Yeah, for sure. I've seen that plenty of times. I was actually trying to get on the phone with Greedo last week and I missed his call repeatedly because I wanted to ask him I'm like you know about the song I want to know what you think of it because you never did you you never got a chance to meet him or anything you were just listening to him a bit no we talk over the phone and shit like that oh you have okay um he had a time where a time that he spent in the section that I grew up in I'm just we got an age difference and shit Mm -hmm. like that yeah but uh we talk on the phone he fuck with the song Mm -hmm. yeah he fuck with it that's good to hear, because from his perspective, I mean, somebody keeping his name alive and shit is kind of best-case scenario as long as he's locked up. Yeah, I think it's fucked up how he got, you know what I'm saying, he got took right after I feel like he reached his peak. Because he, he had started been, to reach he, his he peak. He had been grinding for a long-ass time, and then he catches this case, but then he just dips out of Texas and starts to really blow as a rapper, but then it's like, no, nah, you still got this, this shit in Texas that you got to deal with. Yeah, that's how life go. Mm-hmm. I think that's the truth. Um, okay, so what about the Bompton to Balabasta song? What made you feel like that was the, the best song to follow up uh, the 03 flow thing with? Um, shit, simply 
just because that was more like a team decision. I ain't gonna lie, but I would say simply just because it's it's pure, it ain't, mm. and it don't sound like everything else. Like you said, uh, that's that song is me speaking like futuristic. Like I wasn't even talking about today or tomorrow. I was speaking like more like a manifestation in a manifestation way. So it's a dope song, shit. So you haven't actually spent that much time in Calabasas? Nah. Balabasas, sorry. Nah. No? Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I've been up there a couple of times, but it's not like I ever spent like a long time up there. It's a futuristic thing though, we'll be up there. <laughs> Definitely, so what, where was your mind state at when you made that song? Moving to Balabasas. Really? That's That's straight up. Right. We trying to get up out of here. Yeah. We need a big house. Do you feel a little bit uh, claustrophobic being still in the hood, presumably? Nah, I don't I love, know where you live or nothing, but. I love, I, love, I love where I'm from, but I'm saying, like, I would like if we could take the whole hood to Calabasas, if that's the case. Yeah, the like, I'm not saying that. that I want to leave, you know what I'm saying, my roots. I'm saying that it's just time for us to have better and do better. Mm, I feel that. But do you also just feel like the more attention that's put on you, where you're from, that bad things come with that as well? My bad, you got to rephrase it. I mean, if you start being the talk of the town and, and being the one that there's all eyes on and stuff, you know, there's definitely people in the hood who don't want to see somebody doing well. There's definitely people who don't like I don't pay attention to it, so I wouldn't know. I focus on the good, bro. Mm. I done been through a lot, so... I don't think a person should ever waste time focusing on who praying on a downfall. I don't, I don't even know about it. If somebody hating on me, I wouldn't know. Right. My ears closed to that type of shit. You don't see the, the private Instagram accounts commenting or anything? Oh, that should be funny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the private Instagrams be funny, but right. yeah, that shit just a laugh. That's it motivation when you see a dm or a message that's from somebody where you could tell that they actually are somebody who knows something or like are around and that they've clearly made this anonymous account to tell you to fuck yourself that's a weird dms though that's the thing like i don't really read my dms i i repost fans that's pretty much it my dms get flooded like way too much so Mm. Like, if you're trying to reach me in my DM, that's that shit going to be tough. I don't really read DMs. Right. So what kind of karate background do you have? How much of a sensei are you? Well, shit, when I was, what, about 12 or 13, I started doing karate. My relative was my sensei that passed away. After he passed away, I quit. I probably did it for, like, three years. Okay. And uh, my mentor, when I was younger, I had a mentor who just used to look over me because I was a badass kid just running around. So he used to try to try to grab me and make me sit down and read. He was he was a sensei too. So, like, you know what I'm saying? It was just like I had a sensei that I was learning from. Then when I stopped doing karate, I was still fucking with somebody and learning from a person who was pretty much the same. What, what did you learn from karate, whether, you know, physical or mental or whatever? What did you get out of all that? It's for His sure mental. Each other over there. It's for sure <laughs> mental and physical. I learned I learned shit like the bones in a person's body. I learned how to how to be uh defensive. Other shit like um it's like an integrity thing, like 
like you will learn different things. Like say if we in karate class together, right? And and I, I don't fuck with you and I wanna beat you up. Uh-oh. Like I could ask the sensei if we could spar and he'll teach me some shit like that ain't cool. So I would spar with him. That actually happened to me before. You had to spar with the sensei and when he beat because, your ass? Because I, yeah, because I wanted to spar with somebody else. But how bad did he fuck so, you up? So it's about life lessons. He ain't fucked me up too bad. Oh, okay. I feel like karate is so different from like, cause I've done jujitsu classes and like MMA classes. I went to one jujitsu practice. I ain't fuck with that shit at all. Why not? You know, like rolling around on the ground with a dude? Nah, I ain't barefoot. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't I like that. I stepped in a room. I walked in a room. Old boy was on top of old boy. Right. With the little shorts on, barefoot, choking each other. I get it though, because you know, you need to learn. Some people need to learn that type of shit, but the practicing of it, like, you got to sit on top of dude for five, ten minutes while you yeah. explain it. I'm bull. I did jujitsu for like almost a year. <laughs> and you really don't realize how bad other dudes smell until you're all up. You and know, that too. As you're, soon as all, I you're like in, right there and they're sweating their ass off. Like, it's a mat and all that shit. All that shit stinks. If normally if one of my friends is sweaty, I'm not going to go near him. You know, like yeah. maybe I'll give you a pound. That's about it. Yeah, that's different. They up in there. Twisted up. On the mat, I'm good. I got a staph infection and gave it, like, me and this other dude got it at the same time, like, from each other in class. That shit was terrible. You got a staph infection. So I'll sound a little sus now. My bad, bro. My bad. I ain't never heard of nobody getting staffed. What? Oh, man. It's pretty common. Oh, in jails where people get it? I guess so. I guess that's, that makes sense, too. That's where staff come from. So how you get it from jujitsu? I mean, you're just sweating all over each other. And staff come from sweat? Yeah. All right. One time I was doing a lot of coke and I got it in my nose too, though. You got staff in your nose? Yeah. You don't got staff no more. Hell no. It's like you get you take a bad. pill, you get rid of it. Bad, bad. Hopefully. Hopefully I'm not carrying it. Um. Wait, have you been to jail? Any legal issues we should know about? This is top oh, ten like yeah, rapper yeah. questions that we got to cover. Next question. No, you can't talk about it even. Normally everybody wants to let you know that they've uh, mastered the politics of the county jail and whatnot. Nothing to prove. Mm. Respect. Um, okay, so, I mean, your shit started heating up during COVID, right? Man, that shit crazy. It's whack. Did you, like, it slowed you that down a bit? It slowed me down, but it, it kind of helped me, though. Because, like, even the scandalous song I was thinking, <clears throat> like, when I was watching, I was thinking, if L.A. had been, like, more open and more active... I probably would have seen you like performing that song, opening up at shows and all this kind of yeah, I was shit. Supposed to see you know? me everywhere. I was gonna be everywhere. I'm still everywhere though. That's the thing. I'm I'm like kinda that's what I was working on being timeless with the shit. That's mm. why I feel like the pandemic kinda helped me. It gave me like you ever play like a football game and um, you can you can slow it down so you can juke? I don't know, but I mean I can imagine. All right, well. For the niggas that know about that. <laughs> Real Pandemic <men. laughs> was like juke mode. <laughs> so it slowed down everything so you could kind of plot your moves better? Yeah, oh, so okay, I could figure yeah. it out, get better at what I'm doing, everything. I like that. That's a, that's a good uh, an explanation for that. For sure. So what what made you, though, going back to the Bombs and the Balabasas thing, what made you want to be outside on the corner with the piano and shit? It's like, I saw that. I'm like, wow, okay. He's He's got a vision right here. Yeah, well... Actually, when I was singing in church, I used to sing next to the piano just like that. And uh, <laughs> long live Nebula Swavy, my bro. I was really singing right there. Like, that was that was his street. 
my bro that passed away, that's where that's where he grew up at. Mm. So in my eyes, it was kind of like a tribute, but uh, I forgot who brought it to me as far as the piano. That's that's like my choice of instrument, though, piano and the guitar. Who was actually playing the piano? Uh, the pianist, his name was, I think his name was Eric. I, I don't want to get his name wrong. Shout out to you, though. Because he did a good ass job, and I don't want to fuck your name up, bro. That's disrespectful. Mm. But I could probably get it for you real quick. Yeah. He was out of Bakersfield, though. You had to go that far to get a pianist? Pause. Nah, man. Man, Picasso. That was Picasso. Oh, That's okay. his call from Bakersfield. He had he had old dude out there, and he set that up. Are they the one, uh, so for those who don't know, you're working with R. Baron. Yeah, I, I fuck with our band. I From, do work with our band. Right, TK and Picasso. And they also managed Greedo at a time. I don't know if they still do or what, but... I'm not sure. Are they the ones who, like, helped you sort of tap in with them and stuff? Is that who even put that in your in your mind to name the song that? Nah, see, that, that shit is all a weird coincidence. I haven't known Picasso or TK long enough. I made uh, the song about two years ago. Right. Makes sense. Now, that song before I made, you even got locked up, or I right, made right O3 around. Flow before I put my first tape out. Oh, okay. It was just sitting. Right. Now I remember why I felt like I had to ask you about the jail thing is because you got a fucking felony. I'm not gonna like actually try to sing it, but <laughs> that's, that's, you really you, have a felony. You put that shit together. No, you put it in the song. Hey, you put it together the right way. Hey, if you want to know me, the best way is to listen to my music. That's what I am going to say. So I could decode your criminal history from the fucking music? Most definitely I not. I just got to listen to the music deeper is, cuts. Music is art. Mm. But so you, what, you, <laughs> ever, you ever talk about something that you haven't done in the music? You feel comfortable with that? Yeah, I can talk about experiences or shit that I've seen. Okay. People around me or shit that I even read about or a movie that I watched. I had movies inspire me to make a song before. Right. Cause that shit used to be super common. Like Tupac would always be rapping about his kids and shit. And he didn't even have no kids. I mean, it's true. He's got all these songs like that I'm like listening to I as never, a kid. I never noticed that. As I, a kid, I'm being moved by these songs. He's saying shit about his kids, and then I grew up a little. I just listened to Tupac on my way here. Yeah, one of the hardest songs ever. Yeah. Thugs Mansion. Yeah, but that's kind of like latter, later in his career. I ain't sure. I was born when Tupac passed away. I was born that year. You were born in 97? 94. I thought he died in 94. Nah. 96? 96? Oh, I was yeah. two. You're that young? I'm young. For some reason, I'm looking at you like you're way older than that. I got an old soul. <laughs> I was raised by my granny. Yeah? Shout out to all the niggas that was raised by their grandparents. We different and we dope. I could see you being a great grandfather one day. <laughs> you got grandpa energy, sort of. I don't know if that's offensive or anything, but... Nah, that's kind of dope, I guess. <laughs> you know, I'm very, like, laid back, knowledgeable, not necessarily... I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what you like when you're in your, your element. This is now my element. Being on a podcast? Nah. This is my element right here. Yeah, do you just... Like, where do you record at now? Shit, um, I got a few different places I record. Out of state sometimes, shit, I fly to Detroit, record. I fly to Alabama, record. I like to record in, like, garages and houses and shit, though. Right. I don't really fuck with studio vibes. Really? I like to get it how I've been getting it before I got here, really. Who the hell do you know in Detroit and Alabama that you got to go there to record? 
You said, who do I know? Yeah, like what what draws you? There's got to be something besides just a recording studio that makes you want to go to those places, right? Nah, I wanted to go there before they before I knew they had a studio. Oh, really? <laughs> For sure. Why? What do you do when you recording travel? Recording is just something extra that you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's something that I do to relieve stress or whatever. Okay. Now, I record. I look forward to recording damn near every day. Hmm. That's what I'm trying to do. What the hell made you want to go to Detroit and Alabama, though? Music. Music connection. Interesting. I feel like you're trying to tell me something. Y'all um, going to edit this, right? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, what I'm saying, like, I fuck with the sound that they have out there, but I didn't necessarily make music when I first went to the D or going to Alabama. It's just different artists that I may listen to or that I do fuck with in those areas. Um, the family, I fuck with the family out in Detroit. Mm. Band Gang, Drago, Bino. Really? You tapped in with all them? Music-wise, yeah. I done been out there and uh, been to their recording studio. I'm actually in the same family as them in their studio. That's what's up. That's where the 42 Doug connection came through on the Scandalous remix? Yep, somewhat. You just met him through being out there? Or? Nah, it was during pandemic. We wasn't in the studio when he did that verse. Oh, okay. So you just reached up, like, maybe we can turn the song up a little bit more? I bet. You just reached out, like, maybe 42 Doug will make the song No, I, that was popular. another team decision. Oh, okay. Do you, uh, has your team made decisions that you haven't been 100% on board with? Nah. Most definitely not. It's it's like a it's my first rodeo as far as music. So it, it's like sometimes it'll be me, sometimes it's them. Every time we agree, though, we mm -hmm. don't have no, we don't really have disagreements on on music. We work good together. But how do you see yourself in terms of your music career? Like, do you view yourself as being, you know, having the the grand vision and wanting to make all of the strategic decisions, or do you see yourself as like, nah, I'm just trying to. Be in the studio, make the music, and then I'm gonna have a team of people around me that'll help figure out how to make everybody fall in love with it. Nice. Nah, it was like a little bit of both in the beginning because I I just didn't have the knowledge, so I was pretty much just having a team around me so I could learn it. Mm. Like it's it's a little bit of both. It's no in between on that. I can see it for sure. Um, where do you go from here? Like when you look at everything you want to accomplish and where you want to take shit from here. It feels like you got a nice thing bubbling, but I don't know. How do you, how do you plan on attacking this, this, this operation that is in front of you? Um, shit, taking it day by day. That's it. I come from a place where you don't really want to plan. You can't really plan years ahead. I'm not used to planning years ahead with certain shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking it day by day and just getting better myself more knowledgeable and just making the best decision that I can. It's not really, you don't get that personal. Mm. Respect. Um, I don't know, what, what, what should the people out there uh, keep an eye out for? What, what, what's coming? <clears throat> well, first off, y'all gotta go run up the Golden Child. Mm. It's all type of different shit on there for you to, you know what I'm saying, fall in love with. Look forward to visuals, remixes. That O3 Flow remix is on the way. I think that shit gonna make a lot of noise. What are you putting on that? It's a surprise, man. Surprise. I'm gonna surprise people. So far, though, if you go check my Instagram, 
you can check the clues and you might be able to put this and that together as far as a certain artist, but as far as the rest, it's gonna be a surprise. That's what's up. Are there any other artists that you're planning on working with or that you'd like to get in, get in the studio with? Oh yeah, this is like the easiest question people ask me. Hmm. But yeah, Kendrick, Lil Wayne, T-Pain, Missy Elliott, Popcon, he out of Jamaica, who else? That's like my major list though. That this is like that's that's a like a mainstream list. Mm. Like I don't I don't really think it's too many other people. If I let somebody out, y'all gonna know. So when you listen to music when you're just driving around, are you much more likely to be listening to like a big pop star or something than some more underground type shit? The only time I listen to pop is to refresh my brain. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I refresh it so I don't get stuck making only what people like me like listening to, but I ride around listening to me and my homies. I listen to myself and my friends. I don't really listen to too many people in the industry. Mm. Did you have anybody that sort of, like any like bigger artists or anyone who was more established that sort of like helped you figure out the game early on? As far as the artists, shit. I got my bro Key Riches. Like that's somebody who I can say like opinion matter or could help me in a situation music wise. Uh, I don't really hang around a lot of artists. I don't hang around, like it's, I know a lot of artists. I'm, I'm My friends do music. I don't really kick it with a lot of uh, artists that was already in the game. Mm. Nah. You have people reaching out and wanting to work with you now? Oh yeah, people reach out. My shit been going up, my DMs, they've been opening up. You trying to keep it exclusive, or are you, are you down to be the, the L.A. feature guy and just, like, do the hook on everybody's I mean, songs? That's a tough thing to say because I do hooks. Yeah. And, I, like, people like my hooks, so it's like that's something that you want to give out and, and want to be heard or be known for, but at the same time, I do like being exclusive. I don't feel like doing a song with any and everybody. Mm. Uh, I feel like music is, like, it's <clears throat> supposed to make you feel something. Yeah, because, like, do you, you know that feeling when you like a rapper and then you're looking through YouTube and you see like so-and-so featuring that rapper and then you see that they got a bunch of features with a bunch of different artists you ain't heard of and you start to get worried like, am I going to click on one of these and it's going to be some garbage that he did for 500 bucks? <laughs> and then you're like, fuck, like I hope this guy ain't like soiling his catalog by just doing songs with the most random people. But at the same time, I mean, you, know, you got to get paid. Yeah, true. And at the same time, certain songs... Like, it's certain songs that'll never get made if you think like that all the time. Mm. So it you gotta know how to how to play it. Definitely. Uh, anybody you wanna shout out? Anything we need to know? Oh uh, yeah, shit. Shout out to my family, my manager, Jay West. Shout out to the whole home team, man. Shout out to Capital. Shout out to y'all for having me here. Um, it's a few artists that y'all probably want to check out. I got a few friends. Check out um, Maury Ruger, Key Riches, YS30 Shot, uh, my bro Fofo, he on my album on Cuisine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? My boy Huncho, Huncho Spartan, he just dropped the tape. That bitch, wow. And yeah, The Golden Child out now. The Golden Child. Appreciate you, man. Hell yeah.
Wally the sensei. No more staff. I can dap you up. <laughs> it's been like a decade. <laughs> Check us out. No joke. Check us out on YouTube and Patreon, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, all that shit. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. You got some good vape juice in there or what? No, nah, it ain't even got no juice in it. This that disposable shit right here. Oh, okay. 2,500 puffs. I never. <laughs> it comes with a number? I never had a vape, so I don't know how that works. Yeah, 2,500 puffs in his bang here. <laughs> Come get your puffs, I guess. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you too, bro.